some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is the Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin, presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. Straight up, 6 o'clock by my watch means it is time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. Blessed to have you as a part of my audience. My name is Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. Our telephone number is 615-737-1045. That's 737-1045. Ryan Albanese behind the glass been the dials radio style for me this evening. He's the gatekeeper. Been a minute. Since I've been on the show, my thanks to Will Bowling, who filled in on this program. Also, Chris Plank on my Fox Sports Radio show, which airs on Sunday mornings. You hear that here on The Zone prior to Squared Circle Radio, which I'm also blessed enough to host with my good friends and groomsmen, David Reed and Brandon Hagany. And I said I'm blessed to have you as a part of my audience, and I have things that I want to get to because it's been almost two weeks since I've chatted with you, and a lot has happened in the world of sports. I'm going to keep it as timely as possible, but there's a few things I want to go back to from this weekend in the NFL and discuss here momentarily. But you guys really did just step up and I don't even know how to say it. You just coalesced around me in a really positive way. Obviously I got married a week ago, Sunday um, to the most wonderful woman on the planet. And you guys have to be the best audience on the planet just because of the kind things that you sent my direction, whether it was a DM, they're always wide open at Jmart zone or just a tweet or just some like of a photo or whatever it was. You know, I said, I probably wouldn't be around for a few days and meeting on social media and pretty much stuck to that. Forgot social media existed for a while. It was a really great week last week in general. And now you get back to reality and you get back to what's happening in the world of sports on the drive home from Destin on Sunday. I was listening to Mike Keith and the crew from Titans radio call that big Titans win in Atlanta over the Falcons. We'll discuss that. And Marcus Mariota here in a bit as well on the program. But I just wanted to thank each and every one that, that said something kind, or even those that didn't say something directly, but maybe offered a prayer or, or a well wish, whatever it might've been. There's actually one member of my audience that, asked for our registry and actually bought something off the registry. And that is overwhelming in I don't know how many different ways. But I start off every show by saying I'm blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise. I hope you recognize that you are as well. And never has that been more true than as I'm here to do what I love behind this microphone. I've already written uh, since I've been back the uh, review of Joker, Todd Phillips film, Joaquin Phoenix, Comes out on Friday. That review is up at the Big Six blog right now. The next edition of the Pop Six with Brad Willis and I will be devoted exclusively to that movie. Maybe I'll talk about that as well. 
But the people in this building, the support, a lot of them were in attendance. You might have seen some photos on Twitter. It was overwhelming, and I just I thoroughly appreciate it. I'm just a you know, just a guy from Virginia who has had a lot of breaks go my direction in the past handful of years. And yeah, I've worked hard, but it's not always just hard work. There's a lot of people out there that work hard that are probably better at what they do than I am what I do. And I still get this opportunity. And just your support was was more than I possibly could have ever asked for. And certainly the best thing that I've ever received outside of what comes straight from grace is the undeserved favor that manifested itself in Abby, who I am just so lucky and blessed and fortunate to have in my life. And the same thing is true of this audience. I really do. Matter of fact, let me get to a phone call real quick. Uh, let's take Dan here. He's up first here on the big six. Dan, what's up? Congratulations, sir. You know, you did, you did the right thing and I missed you for a week or a week and a half while you were gone. But that's awesome. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're happy and awesome for you. you Thank know. you, Dan. I appreciate yeah. that. We miss you too, man. I miss you too. I, I like, I like doing this. And so, what you know me to be is opinionated. And so let me be opinionated because that's what I'm paid to do. Quote, I don't think he was trying to hurt that man. The man was going down. You see it all the time. There's flags flying everywhere. We see other people choking people out, and they're going to play this Sunday. We see other people hitting people in the helmet, and they're going to play this Sunday. And Vontez Perfect won't play the rest of the year? I think that's a little excessive, if you ask me. I don't think it's fair if we really got to know the guy, if the people making the decision really knew the guy that we know inside our building. He's a great person. His heart is broken because he's not playing football. The guy just wants to play football. We don't get a lot of time to play this game in our lives. I know the history situation and all that kind of stuff, but this one, especially with what went on during the week, if we're going to be fair, we need to be fair with everybody, unquote. That from Derek Carr in London about Vontez Perfect, whose season came to an end because of a hit on former Western Kentucky tight end, now Indianapolis Colts tight end at one point drafted or signed as an undrafted free agent. I can't remember which actually right now. By the Tennessee Titans, but now with the Colts. Took that shot on Sunday after he was down. And I guess he was trying to get back up, but he took a helmet right to the face, and Vontez Burfick was suspended for the season. Now, what's funny about Burfick's hit on Jack Doyle and this suspension is nothing. It's not funny at all. But I want to approach this from a larger perspective as it relates to football. Because even though this is going to sound a little callous, that suspension, this suspension of Vontez Perfect had little to do with Jack Doyle, maybe nothing to do with Jack Doyle's well-being or health. The hit was indefensible. And then you got Perfect, who's already missed 10 games in his career. He's forfeited over $5.7 million of money during his career due to fines because of various on-field villainy. And he's been way past the line for a long, long time. So you heard Derek Carr there. He says, yeah, you know, I, I understand the history, but let's just go back and give you this history in case you have not heard it. 2013, perfect. Fine. 10 grand for hitting Packers tight end Ryan Taylor in the groin. Also 2013, fine $21,000 
for a hit on a defenseless Packers receiver in the same football game. So that's thirty-one grand in one game for two different plays. Also in 2013, fined $7,875 for a face mask against Bills running back Fred Jackson. Also in 2013, fined twenty-one grand for spearing Jets receiver Stephen Hill. Finally, we're in a different year. 2014, fined twenty-five grand for grabbing and twisting Greg Olson and Cam Newton's ankles. 2014, fined $69,454 for two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 2016, suspended three games for his playoff game-losing hit on Antonio Brown, which cost him $502,941. Also in 2016, fined $75,000 for stepping on Patriots running back LeGarrette Blunt. Also in 2016, fined $12,154 for unsportsmanlike conduct against the Buffalo Bills. 2017, suspended five games, which was then reduced to three after an appeal for hitting Chiefs fullback Anthony Sherman illegally. He gave up 1.4 mil because of that infraction. Also in 2017, fined $12,154 again for kicking Steelers fullback Roosevelt Knicks. 2017, ejected from a game against your Tennessee Titans for making contact with an official. 2018, suspended four games for PED violations, gave up $1.8 million because of that. 2018, fined $112,000 for hits to the head of Antonio Brown and James Conner. That hit to AB, there have been people within the Steelers organization that have suggested that since that hit, Antonio Brown has not been the same person. And we know what we're seeing from him now. Also in 2018, fined $53,482 for lowering his helmet against Broncos fullback Andy Janovich. And this year, suspended for the rest of 2019 because of the hit on Doyle, which gives up the rest of his $1.2 million salary for the year. There's your history, Derek Carr. That's a long history. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 different incidents spanning this player's career that were deemed unsportsmanlike, illegal, or unnecessary. So do I agree with the the suspension to Vontez Burfick? You better believe it. And if he comes back, Next year, or if he gets if he's appealed and he comes back this year, if he does anything like this again, the NFL should attempt with every bit of power that they have to ban him for life. I don't care that Vontez Burfick's heart is broken because the game he loves has been taken away from him. Because, bro, it wasn't taken from you. You burned it to the ground yourself. I saw Joker last night, but I go back to Heath Ledger's Joker in the dark night, burning that stack of cash for no apparent reason, being out there for chaos and nothing more, just wanting to see the world burn. Nobody took the game from Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect rejected every tenet of decency that is supposed to exist within 2019 football, and he's been doing it for years and years and years. He's been told, he's been fined, he's been punished, he has faced penalties. There has been punitive damage done to his career 
because of the way he has comported himself on the gridiron. Still, he hits Jack Doyle the way he hit him on Sunday. And you've got Gruden and Derek Carr mobbing for this guy, acting like this is just so egregious. How dare you suspend him for 12 games? How dare you suspend him for just 12 games? I know he's been suspended four games in the past and four games here. So maybe it should be eight games now. And maybe that's what it's going to be after appeal. Maybe you start at 12 so it can be brought down. That's like the grocery store that has the frequent shopper rewards card that instead of just pricing it at the right level, they overprice it so that they can then discount it and tell you, hey, if you're a MVP member, you're going to save 20%. Or you can go to a grocery store that does not have a rewards program and go ahead and save that 20% because that's what the price is actually sitting there. That's the difference here. So when we come back, I'm going to lay out why the NFL had no choice but to suspend Vontez Perfect. And it has nothing to do with Jack Doyle. It has nothing to do with what we saw on Sunday. But it does have to do with who saw what Vontez Perfect did on Sunday. That's a little bit of a tease. I know we got Josh. We got Greg on the line. We got another caller, 615-737-1045. We will take your phone calls when we come back as well if you're on hold. Stay there. Glad to be back in the saddle. Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. So. Welcome back to the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. Little Jack White coming back. Always a good play. Ryan Albany's behind the glass. He's taking your phone calls at 615-737-1045. We're talking about Vontez Perfect. I'm going to get into why you had to suspend him. And I saw, you know, John Gruden a little while ago said, I'm not happy at all. Like he's mad at the league for the suspension. How much you be mad at your idiot player that continues to basically be a criminal on the football field with the stuff that he's doing to people? This was also a guy who threw punches. If you didn't forget that, like they didn't end up doing anything about that, but he threw punches legitimately last week. And then this week he did that to Jack Doyle. I have zero sympathy for Vontez Perfect. Zero. Let's go to Josh in Smyrna who waited patiently through the break. Josh, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm excellent, man. Hey, listen, first and foremost, welcome back, man. Missed you. Uh, love the show. Uh, just real quick on the suspension. I mean, he's been a dirty player for a long time. Uh, it speaks for itself. I think the suspension is, uh, I, I mean, I think it should be a little more. But you know what? That's not for me really to decide. Uh, it was a hard hit. It was intentional. But a couple things. One, uh, I wanted to get your, I heard you went to see the Joker, the premiere. Yeah. I like to really touch on that here. Sure. And uh, I was going to say, um, People have been talking today on the radio about Brady. I'm a huge Pats fan. Uh, people talking about, well, Brady's, uh, you know, his pass rating was down, and, you know, he just didn't look himself. And, man, Buffalo's defense is pretty hardcore. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I think Brady did what he could. Uh, and sometimes we're off our game, you know. Sometimes we can just be off our game. And I don't think that needs to raise any kind of red flags in Boston or anything about, is Brady, is it finally coming on? Uh, I think that's kind of funny, but I'll hang up and uh, I want to listen to your outtake on the Joker and what you think about Brady. All right, Josh, appreciate it, and thanks for the kind words. It is good to be back as well. 
First off, what you said about the Bills defense is absolutely true. One and two in the league right now is Patriots and Chiefs. You can put in whatever you order you want to. This might be the best defense Bill Belichick has ever had. Was it Brady's best afternoon? No, it was not. But a lot of that is due to the Buffalo Bills. And guess what, folks? That should scare you on Sunday. Because that game, Bills-Titans, if Mariota goes out there and turns the ball over, which he has not done this year, but if he goes out there and does that, or if anybody else does that, if you make a couple of mistakes, that defense is going to beat you regardless of who is playing quarterback for the Bills. That's a pretty good football team. That might be a playoff team in Buffalo, and not one that just ekes in either. One that is pretty daggone good. The loss last year was terrible. That was not a good Bills team. This Bills team is pretty solid, and that defense is legit, so I agree with that point. On Joker, usually I do the pop culture at the very end of the show. I did write about it at the Big Six blog. That went up a couple of hours ago. This is what I will say, because I try not to spoil anything at any point. At least when we do the pop six, we're going to spoil. Like when you go and download that, expect that we're going to talk for 45 minutes about the theories that we have and things that we've heard and all that after we've seen it because we both saw it last night. I don't know how I feel about Joker. That is the too-long-don't-read version of that piece, which I hope you'll go read it anyway. I have no idea how I feel about it. I have never walked out of a movie in the day after still been trying to figure that out. I will tell you that Joaquin Phoenix's performance, I haven't seen anything better this decade. I have not seen very much better this century so far. That performance is as good as it gets, as haunting as it gets, and that movie is going to stick with you for a long time. And the final line of my review is, and I don't know if that's a good thing. It's a very hard watch, and I'll say one other thing, and then I'll point you to the 1,500 words that I put together for you to read and the podcast coming later this week with Brad Willis. Do not. I don't care how upset they're going to get, and some of them will. And I, I'm talking even teenagers here, at least, especially the younger teens. These folks, your children, teenagers, they have zero business seeing this movie. There is nothing for them here at all. This is a tough watch for adults. The content is, look, R is almost a gift to that movie. It could have been higher than that. It's violent. It's disturbing. There are images that are, look, they just don't need to see it. It might upset them because they're going to talk about Batman. They're going to talk about the universe. They're going to talk about what they want to see. You cannot let them see this. If my kid down the line is 30, I might not even want him to see it. It is maybe one of the best films, and I'm not even going to tell you whether I like it or not because I still don't know, but one of the best like put-together films I've ever seen that I might have zero uh, opportunity or zero want, zero desire to ever see again. And if you know me, you know how big a Batman fan I have been since I've been a kid. That's been numero uno basically my entire life. And I'm telling you, I don't think I will ever watch that movie again. I'm good on that front. And I thought the last 20 minutes were spectacular. So that's my quick thoughts on Joker. There'll be a lot more to come on the pop six. And you can read my review at the big six blog. Let's go to Russ in Clarksville. He's up next here on the big six tonight. Russ, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to say, uh, 
Congratulations on finding your life partner. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> and you're welcome. And I just want to say that, you know, you're probably the first person I've heard in the media that has laid out all those egregious offenses that Vontez Burfick has, you know, put on people. You know, we a lot of times the, the listeners don't have the background to, to know exactly everything that this guy has done. But the fact that they're just now suspending him for a year just surprises the heck out of me. Because, you know, I know it's a violent game. I, I get it. I understand that. But the level to which he has risen to try to hurt people on purpose is unacceptable. And this should be a lesson to anybody else, any other player in the NFL that plays like that, that this will be your fate. And I wish they would have just gone ahead and banned him from the league. Well, they might. For now. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not going to do it now. And I appreciate the phone call, Russ, and the kind things that you said. I mean, they're not going to ban him now, but if this happens again, they should ban him. And the the irritating thing to me is Derek Carr saying, if only you knew the guy that we knew. Derek, with all due respect, which generally means someone's about to get disrespected, and maybe in this case you're about to get disrespected. I don't care how good a guy he is. I mean, that's fine. It's not like I'm condemning him for life. I'm just saying he has forfeited the right to play football in my eyes for the rest of this season. And increasingly, I'm thinking he shouldn't be on the field at all. Because the truth of the matter is, people do go out there and do heinous things that are decent people. Oh, if only you knew him like I knew him. I don't care. What he does at work on the clock is still potentially going to cost him a job, even if he's the greatest dude in the history of the world. These two things have nothing to do with one another. I hate that. I don't know him. He might be an awesome guy. He and I might be best friends. I might be rolling with Vontez Perfect, hanging out. He might have gone to see Joker with me last night. That doesn't mean that what he's doing on the football field is okay. These two things don't work in concert with one another. They are separate, 100%. Could be a great person, not really good professionally, so I'm probably not going to hire that guy if I have the opportunity to do so. Even if he's good at what he does, he crosses the line. I mean, he's the equivalent of the accountant that's fudging numbers. You know? He's like somebody that worked at Enron. Yeah, Enron made a ton of money for a while. That didn't work out for them in the long run. And there could have been, look, Jeff Skilling might have been a great dude. Ken Lay might have been a great dude. I doubt it, but I don't know either one of them. I'm not saying anything about them personally. I am saying that what they did deserve to have them put in jail. Get it? I don't think Derek Carr does. Josh in Springfield's up next. Josh, what's up? Hey, man. Um, congratulations on your wedding. Thank but- you. I wanted to mention about what this makes me think about with Vontez Perfect is uh, it's all on him uh, as far as his actions go, but the, the the reaction to the suspension that the Raiders are having reminds me of uh, of somebody who hires a, an employee knowing a, that they have maybe a, a criminal background of going out and getting drunk on Monday and Tuesday and being arrested and having to miss work. They knew that this was a possibility with him. He has a, like you mentioned, a history of this. 
they knew full well of what his history was and that the chances of him playing it clean going forward was slim and none. They took a chance on the guy, and now standing behind him just makes them look like the fool because they're, they had full expectation that this was a possibility. They should have had full expectation of this possibility, and for them to think that anything otherwise, it just makes them look foolish, 100% foolish. I agree with you, Josh, 100%. And let me go even further than that. The Oakland Raiders have egg on their face twice. They took risks. They took a chance on questionable situations, and they backfired. Antonio Brown, we all know how that went down. Vontez Perfect, it went down the way many of us probably could have predicted it would go down. That's just the way it is. If you take a chance on somebody, it could be a boom. It could be Randy Moss in New England. Or it could be Randy Moss in Oakland or in Tennessee or in anybody that did not have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady there, where they basically said, why don't you just play football and have fun? Belichick showing up to a party or whatever, dressed as a pirate, a Halloween party, just tried to get Randy Moss on board. You've heard that story before. Like, sometimes it can work, and if it does, then boom, you're in the money. But if not, then you've got egg on your face, and that's on you. John Gruden saying, I'm not happy, not at all. Maybe that's because he looked in the mirror and realized, what the hell were we thinking going with Vontez Perfect? 615-737-1045. I teased it, didn't even get to it because we're taking calls, and we'll continue to do so. But why did you have to suspend Vontez Perfect? It's a lot larger than even the 16 incidents. I will explain it next as the Big Six rolls along here on a Wednesday in the Music City on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back. Casey Elephant, little BG flavor for you here on a Wednesday night. It's the Big Six. Jason Martin back with you on Twitter at jmartzone. 615-737-1045 is how you reach this program. Ball calls coming up next. Georgia Week. Talked about Vontez Murphy. Had other things planned, but this has gone a little bit longer, and I have not gotten to the thing I've teased since the end of the first segment. So let me do that before I get back to the phones. If you're on hold, stay there. It's not 1971. It's 2019. Vontez Perfect has no business in this league for the rest of this season. And if he does this again, forever. And it has nothing to do with Jack Doyle. And that sounds harsh because, whoa, this is somebody's safety. I know it is. I love Jack Doyle. I covered him his entire college career at Western Kentucky. And I'm so happy that he's held on and been a decent player in the league for a long time. But he's just the victim of what happened. He's sort of the background that led to the larger issue. This is the same thing I say about TV. A lot of TV shows basically have the same construct. It's just a different sort of underlying theme. Was Breaking Bad really about meth? No. Was The Walking Dead really about zombies? Or is it really about zombies? No, it's about people. Most things are about people. Was Mad Men really about advertising? No. Was The Wire really about drugs? No, it was really about systemic corruption and urban decay and how nothing was going to change in these places. 
So let's look at the larger issue here. Let me ask you a question. Who saw that Vontez perfect hit on Sunday? Who sees a lot of these hits? And I don't mean you that's listening to me out there, the sports enthusiast. I'm legitimately asking you who else saw that hit. Not the media and not the league and not the people that follow this thing. We all know they saw it repeatedly. We all have. But who might have stumbled onto it or even just seen it on a highlight show? That's the key here. The non-football fan. I'm talking about the wife or the mother or the grandmother or the husband or the father or the grandfather or whomever it might be that's not really big on football but who has a young child or a baby on the way that might potentially have in their DNA or just in their makeup true, like, stud-level athleticism. Maybe we've got the greatest American athlete ever yet to be born. What's the glamour position in American sports? Yes, NBA, they've got the celebrities because we see their faces and we've got Hollywood out there with the Lakers and the Knicks and the Nets. and So, I mean, they're huge. But it's NFL quarterbacks. It's NFL quarterbacks and NBA players. But I'm talking about the NFL here, so we'll go with the quarterbacks. Folks, when we get to a spot where parents refuse to let children chase after football dreams because of safety and health reasons, we're in a dire position as it relates to the future of football. Football, because of Vontez Perfect, 16 incidents and several others that happened on Sunday and others that continue to happen, the very existence of this game being played at the high level that we're used to that's threatened. If these parents disallow football and those kids instead start playing basketball or tennis or lacrosse or baseball or anything else, if the best athletes in this country and the most talented, the most coordinated youngsters aren't even trying to play quarterback because their parents won't allow them to take the risk, the quality of the game is going to diminish immensely. It's going to be gradual for a time. And then we look up 30, 40 years from now and it's a shell of itself. You cannot permit the narrative to go around that suggests that football is dismissive of things like what Vontez Perfect did on Sunday. And it's not about Doyle, but it is about the repeated inexcusable violence from this guy. Football has got to find a way to portray itself as a sport and, and you can put this in capital letters, a business that takes stuff like this seriously and is not going to just sit idly by. All this concussion fervor, the movie, the League of Denial, the book, and the Frontline Special on PBS, Bennett Amalu, the helmet changes, the rule changes, which I think have led, I, I, I think this stat is right, 23% decrease in the past two seasons in head injuries with all these changes. That stat needs to be at the forefront for the NFL. They want that out there. Perfect. Did this in full view of everybody. It was not subjective at all what his intent was. I don't care what Derek Carr says. I don't care what John Gruden says. I've seen enough of Vontez Perfect to know there were malicious intentions here. He's dangerous. Even if they weren't malicious intentions, he's dangerous. Objectively, he's dangerous. He's knocked multiple guys out with head injuries. So why is it that no one out there outside of Oakland who wants him on the field is backing him? It's because of what I just said. Even within the NFL, even if it's subconsciously to some degree, 
they are trying to protect football from the worst possible rap imaginable. That's the one that scares the moms and dads, scares them away from letting their kids play this game in the first place. It's not always about one specific event. It's about the reverberations that that causes. You always talk about how, what was it, World War I started with the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand in Austria. Whether it's unintentional or intended, it's about consequence. We had the caller ask me about Joker. You can read my review at the Big Six blog. I'll talk about it on the Pop Six extensively with Brad Willis later this week. The actions of the lead character in that film lead to the worst possible consequences externally of the events themselves. They've got consequences that reach far deeper than the crime or the incidents that you see. And that's what we're talking about here with football. Now, I talked to Merrill Hodge on Radio Row this year at the Super Bowl. You might have heard that interview here on The Zone. I don't agree fully with him. I understand where he's coming from. I don't believe football is under assault. But with that said, the NFL has to be proactive in public. They've got to put their proverbial foot down and say no to stuff like Vontez Burfick's continued act. I have no idea. Like I told you in the last segment, I don't know if he's a good guy or not off the field. He could be the best dude in the world. Remember, and this is still kind of unbelievable, he was the guy that held Antonio Brown back reportedly and told him to check himself that he was out of control in that confrontation in Oakland with Mike Mayock. But this is about appearance, and this is about optics to protect and safeguard a business's immediate future, and if you want to go further, their lasting future. I don't know that enough people have thought about it from that mindset. Maybe you were out there and you thought that suspension was a little much. He was suspended four games in the past for similar stuff. But we don't go to eight. We go straight to 12, and he's done for the year. But if you put the game itself, the business and its reputation, which, as we know, has taken its share of bumps and bruises over the past handful of years anyway, if you put that reputation in Alex Trebek territory, in full-on jeopardy, you got to go. And Perfect has time and time again violated the rules that are designed to protect players because he's just inherently a violent play long past the whistle try to hurt people kind of guy on the field and so what's he done he's put football at risk not once but multiple times and so Vontez Perfect's got to go for the sake of football no one is bigger than the game especially not that guy the NFL got this one right there was no other decision unless you just went ahead and banned him for life You cannot, if you're the NFL, if you're Goodell or anybody else in that office, or in my opinion, in the union, if you care about football's future at all, you cannot have parents believing that their kids are going to play a game where the executives don't care about their safety. Not after all that we have heard over the past handful of years. You can't have them believe that, even if behind closed doors in the Roger Goodell star chamber, if you believe in such things, that could actually be the case. You can't let them know that that's the case. The optics matter. Vontez Perfect had to be suspended because things like what he is doing are the kinds of things that lead moms to say, uh-uh, as it relates to their son playing football. And if their son is somebody that is just a tremendous athlete, the sport needs them, and they need them way more than they need somebody like Vontez Perfect.
We'll take your calls next. This is The Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. Final segment on this Wednesday, Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. A lot of you correspond to me there. And when you get something wrong, you immediately get called on it. I meant to say Archduke Ferdinand was from Austria. I did not. I said he was killed in Austria. And immediately someone said, no, he was killed in Sarajevo. So thanks for that clarification. We're brought to you by Renters Warehouse. They're dedicated to putting homeowners on the path to financial freedom through Rent Estate, renting your home without having to do the hard stuff. Renters Warehouse, the Rent Estate Company. So I said I wanted to talk about Marcus and what happened on Sunday. I know we got one phone call, but that's not a topic that I'm getting to tonight. So maybe we'll talk about that one on Friday. Also, not the best way to get on the program if you drop an F-bomb to the call screener. Doesn't mean that we can't all make mistakes, but it doesn't make me immediately want to jump to that phone call. Just a little bit of advice. So both Marcus Mariota and James Winston had themselves a day on Sunday. And so I'm listening to Robert Mays and Kevin Clark of the Ringer, and they're talking about Jameis in particular this week after the win over the Rams. And it left me wondering whether or not Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota are ever going to escape being in the same paragraph together. And past that, what both futures might be. Because Sunday was infuriating for those that want to see Mariota fail. That might be a course to zero. I hope it is. I've given you my opinion on him over and over again, but I've also told you I'd love to be wrong. So when he plays well, I'm going to tell you so. I'd love for him to be the guy. I'd love for him to play his whole career here and win Super Bowls in this city. The Atlanta Falcons... Marcus Trufant in that defense, those dudes had no answers for the Titans in that game, especially A.J. Brown. And Mariota played well, and that's what he does. He plays well after playing poorly, leaving us with the same obnoxious, unanswered questions and the same incomplete information. Winston, since a bad opener, has only thrown one interception to, I think it's eight touchdowns. So you got Bruce Arians maximizing the weapons around this quarterback. Jameis is playing well. So what exactly do you do with these guys? You only franchise tag someone you believe can still be the future. But to do that, you've got to commit a ton of money. So Kevin Clark suggested offering Jameis a two-year deal at around 17 mil a season. Not committing long-term, but allowing for the chance maybe we'd do so in the future if your play continued. And said that the same could be in the offing for Marcus. I can't imagine Winston's people allowing him to take 17 a year. Same with Mariota. But Clark then said, who else is going to pay more than that for Jameis Winston? So the answer, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Somebody will. If Winston's able to keep this up, somebody is going to pay him to improve their situation because they're going to think, maybe erroneously, that this is sustainable. There's always a story out there about how the league is made up of people that are way smarter than you and way smarter than me about football. And unfortunately, though, there are numerous examples where we see ineptitude and we see stubbornness and we see flat-out just stupidity from so-called experts in football lifers, because if there weren't examples of that, I wouldn't have a job. There'd be no reason to second guess. There would be no hot takes. If everybody that did that gig for a living was good at it, I wouldn't have a chance to do this gig. But what I can tell you today about Winston is he's surrounded by talented players, particularly receivers, and Arians is a good offensive mind, and the defense is playing better because Todd Bowles knows what he's doing. Fitzpatrick and Jameis both had those weapons last year. 
So what's the difference? Is it coaching? Maybe. Is it more reps? It's more of this to me. And let me just ask you this. Let's see how we feel about Winston in two months, and let's see how we feel about Mariota here in Nashville in two months. I had the Titans going 8-8 eight and eight winning the division because that's what the AFC South is, basically an 8-8 eight eight division. And if you look at the records right now, in the words of Arn Anderson, I don't like to toot my own horn, but toot, toots. When you've got weapons, you're liable to have some good days. Fitzpatrick has proven that in multiple locations. Jameis has had some great days and some terrible ones. Marcus has had some great days and some atrocious ones. You're not a franchise quarterback. You're not someone worth paying because you had a couple of great weeks. You got to do it 10 to 12 times a year. You got to win double figure games. You got to put your team in position to win double figure games. And even your bad weeks need to be mitigated, unless you're Ben Roethlisberger. But the Fitz, match, the Fitz magic, as it was called, that wasn't sustainable. It was pyrite, it was fool's gold. Anybody who plays quarterback in the NFL who gets drafted or makes a team, that dude's capable of a good game. That's why the Nick Foles money felt a little much for my taste. And it's why Matt Flynn's a prime example of how to get it dead wrong. Jamarcus Russell was the first pick in the draft, if you recall. So franchise tagging Mariota. This is something we're going to talk about on Friday's program. Franchise tagging him or franchise tagging Winston. Both of them in the same situation. The Titans and the Bucks have a very similar decision to make. Both of them played well on Sunday. What does it mean? We will talk about that and preview the game against the Bills coming up on Sunday. Ball Calls is up next. They'll get you set for Tennessee and Georgia. Reminder, Tennessee Tailgate Show with me and Joey Kent coming up Saturday afternoon. I will talk to you on Friday. Good to be back, folks. Thanks for all the kind words. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. God bless and good night.